When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we are. It's Friday. It's Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, also on the MyTalk app. And if you're playing at home and you want to know what day of the week it is and what day on the calendar it is, we're being joined by a very special celebrity guest right now. His name is David Lynch. You might know him. David, what day of the week is it? Good morning. It's July 31, 2020, and it's a Friday. Well, thank you, David. We appreciate you updating us. Yeah, he's been doing this since quarantine. But did did he used to? You go to YouTube, and every day he's like in this. I mean, it's a shabby little office, and he looks out the window. And has he done this? He's been doing this. He used to do this at least a decade ago. And he would sit in that office, set up the exact same Same way. way. And he lives off of Mulholland Drive in Los Angeles. And he looks out his window, and he tells us what's going on. I love it. That's I, how I felt. I did that. I didn't know we had this. And I did it. I just took a view of my feet up on the desk at our desk and posted it today. And by the way, if you're keeping track at home, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> July 31st. It just feels like every day is the same day. Yeah, kind of. Kind of Groundhog's day But welcome. Happy Friday. Uh, yay that it oh, is Friday. So happy it's mm-hmm. Friday. Mostly because... You it's know, Friday. It's we Friday. And mostly because on. I was like, Casey, do, do you wish it was last week all over again? He goes, yeah, I really do. Oh, gosh. I really you do. you guys were on, in Montana. Well, because of course. We, we were doing something different. Yes, you were doing something different. Well, here's something that's going to bum people out. If you weren't lucky enough to be one of the 19,000 vehicles that got tickets to go through the drive through Minnesota State Fair food parade. They sold out quickly. It started this morning at 10 a.m. Oh, didn't we say this was going to yes. sell out yesterday? Well, I'm glad we gave people the heads up. Okay. But so it was sold out by 1230, I believe, today. Um, wow. It's a 13-day historic event, and they sold 19,000 vehicles at 20 bucks a piece. You know, out. Over the three weekends. Yes. So, so that sold out. FaceTime. So yep. They're going to do fun contests while you're in the car, and none of us. Holly, did you get any? No, no, no. no I didn't even try. I didn't even try no. either. And you know either. why, Julia? I felt like I would burst into tears the minute the car hit the part, the fairgrounds entrance. Oh. This is our favorite time of the year, Holly. I know. This I know. Was for us, for us, it was just everything. Summer camp, summer camp, day camp, just music and fun, and it was a. It it was a delight. Stupid. We never even cared really if we were even that prepared. We knew Donnie would get, have stuff for us. Yes. 
and he booked our fair guest, but we would we'd be very it was like loosey goosey, lazy daisy as far as and we like, just show up. We just show up and, and we inspired. could get inspired by people. <laughs> I don't know. There's well, a looseness about it. Well, yeah. of course. And it's the great I mean, you you are with people in under circumstances that you never can get anywhere else on planet Earth. No, it, it only happens at the Minnesota State Fair. And, and it the truly best people is fun. watching oh and the seeing old friends. I mean, it's just does anyone know what's going on with Tim McGraw, the three bandstand acts that they said, hang on to your tickets, we're going to try and get them to perform the same, you know, like he was playing the Tuesday, yes. the one and only Tuesday. I have not even, I I am sitting on so many tickets and credits and gift cards. You really, Lori is. Honestly. <laughs> she, she seriously is. It's very funny. Well, what happens if... We haven't heard. Maybe someone will call us who has Tim McGraw tickets. Like, didn't they say they were going to schedule him for this? They're going to try, but they were probably Tim McGraw, you know, is looking at his whole, you know, schedule next year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, we know people that have had to cancel weddings. Okay, I mean, can I just tell you? Can my, I? Yeah. yeah. Can I just tell you, I said, um, what happens if you, and I was going to say, have Tim McGraw state fair tickets. Yeah. But yeah. that's all the further I got. Here's what shows uh, okay, up. Okay, what fills in. Okay, what happens if you eat mold? What happens <laughs> if you eat moldy bread? What happens if you break a lease? Have too much protein, masturbate too much, or test positive for COVID? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to say, I don't think one of those, maybe one of those is for me. But, but, but maybe funny. those are the most commonly Googled what happens if questions Isn't of the, the moment. How funny. You can do that like uh, <laughs> every once in a while. Right. <laughs> Well, I don't I think it would be good. I did mold the other day. And some cheese? In my cream cheese. Remember Casey oh. bought a tub okay. from Costco? Yeah. And I said to him, how do you expect us to ever, the two of us, eat this? this when is you, a- all you use is a schmear at a time? That's right. And there was a little bit up on the upper thing. And I, I just saying, and then I, I was like, what's that blue thing on my bagel? Mold. Well, listen. If it would, if you had an effect, what penicillin was made out of mold? Julia, I don't think it, I, I don't scraped think it off. Yeah. I scraped it off, and I ate it anyway. Of course you did. <laughs> and even like when you're cooking and you need a bl- brick of cream cheese and you open it and part of it's bad, I just, you just cut, cut it, it off. off. It's like cheese, you know. It's not in there. It I looked permanent. around. I didn't see any other blue or green no. spots. I, of course, didn't tell Casey because he'd throw that thing away. But oh. I he just, would have had it out and never bought it again. Well, I mean, he's so fussy about the, expiration dates. I don't know what, what happened. happened to both of your brothers. That they're my kids so, are the same way. They don't like leftovers, or and they're Drives just stressful of dates. Mm-hmm. Not dates. Expiration dates. Expiration like, dates. Yes. Last week, like we last Thursday, we wake up. We're at your sister's house. Casey wants to have some eggs in the morning, and. Did he check the dates on the he eggs? checked Because that's one thing I never check. No, he che- he looked at the box and uh-huh. he goes, oh my gosh, May 1st. But the eggs were all different color brown. And I said, don't throw those away. That might be from a local person. Sure. And they just reuse egg cartons. Sure. You know? And he goes, no, I'm throwing these away May 1st. Your sister know. gets up. I've she got them right out of the garbage can. He didn't break them. Yeah, I would have been furious. Got them from a local chicken farmer. So they're farm fresh eggs. He still wouldn't eat them because they were in an an expired package. Egg carton package. 
Now, how goofy is that? There's nothing better than like really fresh eggs that you get right from. Sure, but when that isn't an opportunity to go out to your backyard and have your chicken just lift up its leg and give you the eggs. My friend <laughs> Teresa <laughs> has like um, five chickens, and they're like Ava Gardner, Beyonce. Um, so they're glamour chickens. They're glamour chickens, but she didn't. I didn't believe her when she first got them that the eggs tasted like chocolate. They uh-huh. are amazing. There is a difference. A huge there is a difference. Elizabeth Reese is a big has been a big chicken farmer for Absolutely years. Absolutely yes. fabulous. And now these chickens, they should have glamorous names because their chicken coop has a chandelier in the middle of, of the chicken coop. Of course it does. And it's got, isn't that funny? It's isn't heated funny? with fan with fans too. Oh, it's heated that for the winter. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Way to take care of the chicks. Right. Okay, I got into some, um, my big fat Greek wedding. Has anyone ever watched that on TLC? No. Oh, the series? Yeah, about um, young Greek women getting engaged to get married when they're like 15, 16, and 17. This sounds like and the Indian one, the it, matchmaker. Laurie, it's... Similar? Yeah, but it's a little bit more wonkadoodle. Okay. It's happening in Virginia, mm. and it's a TLC thing. I have seen this. And it's kind of like they're getting married at 17 and they can never have kissed, touched a man, even talked to him or held hands before they get married. And then, like, it comes time to kiss when they say pronounce you man and wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the bride, like, backs away and she's all freaked out. I mean, there's so much panic over what's going to happen, but they get married off in their teens. It's kind of, in, it was kind of, in, it was a new look into a new thing that I had never seen before. Very good. It's all about the dress. All right, it is all about <laughs> say yes to the dress. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. In a taxi, back to the kitchen, talking to the driver about his wife and his children on a run from a country where they put you in prison. Thanks for hanging out with us. This song is for you, Annie. That's Alicia Keys. The song is Underdog. In case you're wondering. Yeah. You know, you're, you're such a good I'm doing DJ. Long, I'm doing long-distance <laughs> dedication. Annie, you know who you are. That's Happy right. Friday. And you know what? Uh, if you feel like it tomorrow or even today, uh, if you're on Twitter at MyTalkDonnyLove, it is Donnie Love's birthday tomorrow. Yes, it is. That's it's right. first. Yes. As he we, was it, our middle. He was the middle of our summer birthday party at yeah, our show. You were right. first. Mm-hmm. Yours lasted forever. Yeah. Donnie got a half a day yep. or a half a minute, <laughs> yeah. and I might have gotten two. Yeah. And completely the whole time. Because I, I was at the fair. That's I was right. always at the fair. Right. If it was on a Saturday, we had to do our Saturday show at the fair. Right. I always <laughs> had my birthday at the fair. Yep. Oh, boy. It is. All right. So, so I sent this to you last, last night, night with like a 12... very funny tagline after it that I didn't know what it meant. Oh, that came as a result of the New York Housewives. Uh, we... But I sent you a text because, um, you know, we've been talking for, I mean, for months, stories and articles about Ellen DeGeneres yep. have been circulating widely. There were stories about how she treats employees, how she treats waitresses, how she treats other journalists, how she treats guests how she treats other people when she's on someone else's show. And, um, it, it, and of course, this wouldn't be notice, notable if for the fact that her whole show is built around kindness and fun. Absolutely. And we, Absolutely. Kept, and we kept wondering, because even after the guy on Twitter started the story, you know, how many people, um, you know, have been treated badly in, by Ellen DeGeneres, and he got all these waitresses and valleys and beauty people, you know, weighing in. Then there was the BuzzFeed story last weekend with one current employee and 10 former employees. And then there was the story about how 
she wasn't paying any of her crew and she was doing her show from Montecito and nobody knew what was going on. And she hired a completely different crew. That's or right. Or her team did. A completely different crew. So there were all issues. And she's been silent, you know, through all of this. So and there's been a lot of print over her mistreating yes. the guests and the staff. Yeah. So last night she decides to issue a statement. apology and then like... A few hours after that, then the big story, another big story from BuzzFeed about the sexual misconduct allegations from like 36 different employees. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, here's the audio. One moment, please. Okay. I can't remember which morning show I got this. I think it's GMA. They all covered it. Yeah, they did. Mm Mm-hmm. Waiting for Johnny Depp coverage. The culture at Ellen's talk show has been under a harsh spotlight for the past few weeks. And just as Ellen vows to make changes, these new allegations are painting an even more disturbing picture behind the scenes. Be kind to one another. Bye. This morning, disturbing new allegations rocking The Ellen Show. Just hours after Ellen DeGeneres apologized over accusations her show created a toxic work culture, BuzzFeed publishing a new report overnight detailing sexual harassment and misconduct allegations against several top producers at the talk show by dozens of former employees who spoke out anonymously. These accusations following earlier claims from one current and 10 former employees who also spoke anonymously to BuzzFeed, claiming they faced, quote, racism, fear, and intimidation. I think one of the reasons that this story sort of became as big as it was is because the show and Ellen herself has this sort of be kind mantra. And these sort of allegations of, uh, you know, a toxic work culture very much flies in the face of that mantra. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Which we know. And so, I mean, quarantine has just not been kind to her. It's just been one thing after. I mean, because it's racism, allegations, intimidation, fear on the set. Um, and, you know, I remember even at the beginning of lockdown, like her first at home show and she Said, well, this is like I'm in jail here. She's in her twenty-seven million dollar yeah, compound didn't with sit her well. producer outside the window. Mm-hmm. And anyway, but her her apology. Oh, girl, I can't even count. I started counting how many eyes and me's were in the story, but the eyes and me's in her apology. Um like it starts out, hey, everybody, it's Ellen. On day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that first day that the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated with respect. And it kind of goes on from there. And she says, uh, she says a lot of it, but a lot of it's I, me. Well, she's There's like only like four times does she say we, but in all of her I statements, she's basically saying she had no idea. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Idea, any of this was going on. She was glad the uh, issues at the show were brought to her attention. And I don't think everything rests on her shoulder. Obviously, they have a big staff and she delegated yes. and all of that. But it's her show. It's been her show from the day one. You are the person who's setting the, the tone. tone for the show. And it's been dysfunctional for years because in her apology, she says, I'm glad we're having these conversations now. 17 years of hell. I mean, some of the stories, if you read that whole BuzzFeed, a lot of the people, and Holly, you probably know about this because you moved to Hollywood and, you know, you were in the business of, you know, somehow. But a lot of people that they hire are college graduates. They might have a connection. They're young. They're just trying to get some experience on their resume. They were the most... um, intimidated and they were the you know it it was a churn and burn kind of a thing it sounds like it but didn't she ever wonder why no one ever looked her in the eye or said hi to her or how's it going Mm -hmm. i would you and i if we came to work for the Lori and julia show and no one talked to us and the, in, 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 they don't, Lori. No, but in, right now <laughs> just, there's no yeah. one here. But like in the first, we would be freaking out. Yeah, because how do you run a show with no right. one talking to? Right. That is a lot of delegation. Right. You know, and to go back to your point about hiring fresh people, mm-hmm. the one of the things in that BuzzFeed article, one of those people said that it the attitude of the executive producers on the show was. Well, you should be grateful that you're here because this is the top. So they use that, that against I, these people because they didn't really know any better. Like it, that's it, not a, an invite. Like the way they're running business, right. that's not how it is at a, well, many other right. companies. And if somebody had had some experience, they would be able to call out those executives in a way that those people just by sheer lack of experience weren't able to do. I mean, even the guy who was the Today Show producer in Australia who had a story yesterday about how he was told by Ellen's people when she was coming to be a guest on the Today Show Australia. To promote something for herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were told, do not look at Ellen. Do not talk to her. We've got this. And they basically took over. And they're like, well, how do we even ask, Right. And how do we even ask questions or even get to know anything? Because we can't ask or talk or look. Yeah. It's very and, weird. And, and then also she concluded her statements by she wants everyone to have fun at work again, which is rich since it didn't seem like anyone has been having fun mm-hmm. for years and years at the Ellen show. And when she took her show at home, it became apparent how much of the artifice of her show is just that because it it was it's a lead balloon at home. It is was the most drastic show difference that I've seen in any of the shows that had to do, and everybody had to pivot and do the it talk at home. shows. Yeah, they did. Okay, so when you say this, do we want to talk about what Brad Garrett said, or do yes. we want to? So Brad Garrett, the comedian, of course, from Everybody Loves Raymond, and he's been around forever. What did he tweet today? Because this was kind of. 
Well, first time someone kind of a celebrity took, you know, we've heard from some guests. We've heard from guests that they, a couple anonymous guests to BuzzFeed said, the producer said, compliment and make a big fuss about Ellen, how much you like her when you get out there. Right. Because the audience will clap for sure, that. Sure, so sure, sure, sure. And they all thought it was weird. They've you, never been told. I'm the guest. Yeah. You're inviting me to have a glass of wine at your place, and I'm supposed to tell you, bring you a hostess gift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, well. So, anyway, we were wondering. No one has said anything. Okay. No one's wanted to weigh into the fray. Well, Brad uh, Garrett called her out. He said, um, he tweeted, and he tagged Ellen. Sorry, but it comes from the top Ellen show. No more than one who were treated horribly by her common knowledge which is very a bold statement from a well-known name yeah. a comedian to say that now scooter braun is the only celebrity that tweeted back to ellen and said people love to take shots at people they love to see people fall you're wonderful blah 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 so he's the only one who's come out and brad is really the only one who said that but there's a lot of online right it's getting even worse hey everybody thanks for hanging out with us on this friday july 31st the last day of july in the year of covid19 hopefully we'll never have another july like this (laughs) that's right um but just getting back to ellen for just one second when i really looked at Look again at that apology because I mean I had to send it to you last night. I know. Because even the fact that she put it out, they released it to like the Hollywood Reporter and then leaked it to the media. But it was like after five, mm-hmm. and it was such weird timing. But it was so I didn't know. I delegated. It's time we do better. It's everyone else's fault. She does say I'm sorry. She does, but it's not for what she's done. It's like she's sorry for what everybody yeah. else has done. Like she's passing the buck very much like she didn't know any better. And remember, the whole investigation that Warner Media is doing started due to allegations about her personal behavior. Oh, there you go. And nowhere does she apologize for that. And I was just like, it's passive and ineffective. And I, if I were Ellen's publicist, <laughs> passive and ineffective, I, I would, she took no, cause there were specific allegations about how rude and demeaning she is to work for. It's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'll try and be a better supervisor to all my a-hole executives who are doing everything wrong. And I didn't know anything about it. Take a piece of gum before you talk to me. Anyway. Okay, so here is someone um, from who went to, this is a listener of ours. Thanks for sending us a note. You know who you are. Uh, Nancy, she said, my husband and I were at an Ellen show taping three years ago. It was not what we expected. Before the show, her staff walked through the audience, um, members waiting to get in. They chose the best looking and said they were super fans. Um <sighs> That were seated at the front of the stage and at the end of the taping told those who were deemed super fans um, that they could return for a 12-day giveaway show or something. She felt pretty bummed. It wasn't the entire audience. Ellen did not chat with the audience during the commercial breaks at all. Um, You know, just kind of treated people completely differently. If you're a super fan, you get the prize. If you're not and you're just there because you're a fan, you don't get it. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I if you Google, because there's been guests that said that they didn't like her and people that have. Um, there's probably been that. Well, the most recent one that I remember that we talked about, because Dakota Johnson last year 
Like last December, she was promoting that wonderful movie, The Peanut, Peanut Butter, Butter Falcon. Falcon. Love that movie if you yeah. haven't seen it. Love that movie. That is a wonderful feel-good it family so great. movie. Yep. Romance, I mean, whoever. Yep. So she was on promoting Peanut Butter mm-hmm. Falcon. I don't know if we'll be able to pick up the tone um, with Ellen by not seeing it, but Dakota wasn't having it because Ellen, well, let's just take a listen. All right. It's good to see you. Happy belated birthday. When was your birthday? It was October 4th. October 4th. You turned 30. I did. And um, how was the party? I wasn't invited. Actually, no, that's not the truth, Ellen. You were invited. Last year, no, last time I was on the show, last year, you gave me a bunch of about not inviting you, but I didn't even know you wanted to be invited. Well, who doesn't want to be invited to a party? Well, I didn't even know you liked me. I like you. You knew I liked you. You've been on the show many times, and and don't I show like? <laughs> yeah. But I did invite you, and you didn't come. So this time you invited me. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. How do you know? I don't think so. Ask everybody. Ooh. <laughs> Ask Jonathan, your producer. Who okay. said you were? I yeah, was invited. Right Why didn't I go? Oh. I don't know. Was it? Was it? it Oh, yeah, I had that thing. Um, <laughs> it was probably in Malibu. That's too far for me to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, uh, I think I do remember. I'm just having secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alan was just even being mean. Looking around, asking herself, why didn't I go to this birthday party? I mean, and you wonder why people, you know, like the that mm-hmm. example out loud on the air, that segment didn't go as planned. Really? <laughs> Yeah, really? you, you, so you could still hear the tension, but I'd also like to add that Ellen, I think, was out of town at a certain football game. When, oh, is that the one when she was with Bush? Is yeah. that why she didn't want to name it? Because that, mm-hmm. remember how mad people were about that? Yeah. Which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. You can sit by whoever you want. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but crying. that's what that's, she was doing instead mm-hmm. of going to Dakota Johnson's birthday oh, party. Man, I would have rather have gone to Dakota's party just, in Malibu with Chris. I mean, you know, I mean, that sounds like fun. And then it just, it went on and uh, it just got so uncomfortable. It, it really did. I love that the Dakota, though, she wasn't happy. It. No, she really wasn't. She wasn't. Nope, All right. She really wasn't. Julia, if we're not going to watch Peanut Butter Falcon this weekend and we're going to maybe watch a movie here and there, you're going to be our little okay. uh, movie correspondent right now. Right. And we need to hear from you. All right. First of all, the reviews are in for the Beyonce movie Black is King on Disney Plus on Rotten Tomatoes. 15 um, critics gave it 100%, but 1,424 people gave it a 98%. So oh, people yeah. really love that. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're finishing, you bought a one-month um, subscription to Apple, Apple Plus because Hamilton came out on July 3rd, mm-hmm. you can watch this and Ooh, call yeah. it your, your end of the month. So yeah. so I, that people really, really loved. We posted the fashion, or I should say yes. Holly did. Yes. It's kind of amazing. We'll talk a little bit more about that yes. later. Okay, okay, so there's two other movies that came All out. Right. So one is The Secret, Dare to Dream, And it feels really late because I think the book, The Secret, about manifesting hope, you know, whatever, came out like 12 years ago or something. But that wasn't a novel. No, it was a book. It was a book. A self-help book. A self-help book. But they've made it into a movie and it's called The Secret Dare to Dream. And it stars um, Katie Holmes and Josh Lucas. Oh, dear. And it sounds like Lifetime. (laughs) No, well, it's on Prime Video. You can rent it. 
And of the critics, they gave it an 18%. 18? But, uh, but the audience gave it a 95%. Mm-hmm. So this, again, shows you. Because if you go look at some of the movies that we've loved over time, critics hated them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one seems like, so it's Josh Lucas and Katie Holmes, and it's a down-and-out mom who's trying to find light in all of her hardship. And then this, Is this the movie she produced? I think she was. That she was that she was involved with the making. She of may this have movie? been, Lori. Now those are detailed right. questions. That's beyond my level. Because but, really, I mean, Katie Holmes. After she escaped from Tom Cruise, it's been like eight years now, and he abandoned his daughter, and she got away from him. Her movie career, it's. Like, I still wonder, like, is he impacted? Or... Well, she always was she... in quirky films. She was yeah, never a blockbuster girl. She was yeah. Catwoman once in Batman. That was, like, her biggest film thing ever. She, that was, she was very good. Yeah, yeah. but this but, yeah, is... Right. Um, this is... She could use, like, a... Like a, she, a some Jerry TV O'Connell shoes. is in this. Oh, Jerry really? O'Connell, Josh Lucas. I don't know. It says... Um, so we don't know uh, once you start this, you might not want it to end it so good. You know, it's a romantic drama about the power of magical thinking. It may not be one of the worst of the 2021 movie, but it's kind of dopey. All right. So kind of mixed, but like it, it might, I might like this it. This is not the movie she produced because there was a no. movie that she was adapting from a book. And it was a small, this independent movie. And it was a book that we'd heard of and we were all excited about it. And I bet it's gotten caught up in the, you know, how do we distributed who we're going to sell right and josh lucas if you remember him he's from sweet home alabama he's beautiful so there might be something in it another movie that's getting great buzz today is called yes god yes and it's a coming of age movie um and the woman natalia dyer who stars in it she oh she's from stranger things and tuscaloosa tuscaloosa that was by philip harder who we interviewed Mm -hmm. you know from minnesota and this is a coming of age story dramedy uh, the tomato meter is 92. The audience score is 88. Where do we watch this? You can watch it on Prime Video or iTunes. You can rent it. But basically, it's um, a 16-year-old Alice has always been a good Catholic girl. But when an innocent AOL chat turns racy, she discovers masturbation. And is overwhelmed. chat. I know, and is overwhelmed <laughs> with guilt. Seeking redemption, she attends mysterious religious retreat to try to suppress her urges. It kind of sounds fun, but oh, it's yeah, rated it R. Okay. Um, and it's just 78 minutes, and I think that kind of... Julia, that's always a selling point. I know. <laughs> the other one's 107. You know I always look at that. And then, Lori, you talked about the Rosamund Pike. Radioactive. Right, about Marie Curie. Mm-hmm. That one, um, people don't like it. Oh, they don't? No, critics liked it 63%. People liked it about 49%. Mm-hmm. And that's on Amazon Prime. People really just didn't care a patoot patoot. Well, Madame Curie, in case you didn't study her in junior high or high school, she became the first woman to win the Nobel Prize and later the first person to win it tri- twice. And she discovered radium and, uh, you know, she's the one basically treating cancer with radiation, we can think. Madame Marie All right. Curie. And if you but, like violent things, yeah. um, the shadow of violence, people are loving. It's um, just... It's a portrait of a man's struggle with divided loyalties. It's got standout performances. I feel like they're Irish actors in it. Mm-hmm. Um, people are really liking that, and you can watch that on something. Okay, it's called The Shadow of Violence. Ninety-two percent, though. You know, it's it's got high reviews. 
Already, so have, have either of you, before we go, have either of you heard this released last week on Netflix? It's called Cursed. No. And it's based on the best-selling book of the same name, and Cursed reimagines the legend of King Arthur through the eyes of Nimue, who accompanies them on their journey to audience, deliver the sword to Merlin. Audience didn't like it. They didn't, and ultimately becomes the tragic Lady of the Lake. Catherine Langford is in it. and um, Anyway, I was just wondering, the audience didn't like it? Nope, 51%. Ah, oh, shoot. I do love a good King Arthur. I bet you watch it and you'll love it. <laughs> Yeah, don't let the haters haters. get on you. No, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'll try it. I have to finish watching Succession before oh, the Emmys. Yes. Yeah. All right. Listen, we got to go. When we come back, inside a drug-fueled ride to fame. Ooh. said that about us no they haven't <laughs> okay so tonight if you have showtime debuting on showtime is the documentary the go-go's and um the woman who directed this she directed american jihad and the history of the eagles documentary oh, which, which was, was so good amazing it's at 97 percent on rotten tomatoes and they said this is such a candid rich documentary because they're the first multi-platinum selling all-female band to play their own instruments, write their own songs, and they were the first all-girl rock band to have a number one album, and they did it in 1981 with the eponymous Beauty and the Beast, which we, I, my roommates and I in college, we wore that album out. Mm-hmm. We loved it. It was our number one thing to put makeup on and drink, getting ready to go. Right. So it was self-formed. They had no guy behind them. I just think of like the runaways. You know, they had that one guy, whatever his name was when we watched that documentary. That movie that uh, Bill Pola did. But they made the cover of Rolling Stone. The headline, Go-Go's put out. They were bubbly fixtures of MTV because they came right out when that did. So it it, this movie, I guess... um, it it is very like they're showing everything. Okay. They're saying everything, and it was for the the band was formed in 1978, and they just were together seven years before they broke up for five years. No one spoke to each other for five years. Belinda Carlisle is still the most well known name, and yes. she's the only one. That had a little bit of um, a solo, solo artist. Yeah, she had a good, she had a more than a little bit. But they just wanted to be, we hated um, uh, Jane Weedland. She said, we hated um, society. We hated our families, but we supported each other. And they were really wildly popular. But even by 1985, just four years after the band, you know, ooh, had all this success. They were like uh, the sisters who in the video or in the documentary, they said we were the sisters who bleep and stabbed each other in the back. Wow. And it were there. Was there a lot of making money? The first signs of discord was when they forced out the original 
uh, member, her name was Margot Oliveira, who was furious because the band was moving on from punk to more bankable pop. And uh, she said, um, she said, I don't want to be in, in a pop band. I'm in a punk band. And so they were like, OK, get out. And, we're going to make money now and enjoy it. And so uh, Kathy Valentine has replaced her. And then um, they had a lot of fun. And this one review that I read said their lips may have been sealed, but their nostrils were wide open. They did a ton of cocaine. Tons. Tons. They, that was the problem. Too. That was their problem. The band was often wasted on stage and on TV for millions to see during their first appearance on SNL, November of 1981. The host was uh, Bernadette Peters, and the go-go-getters started boozing bright and early. They started at breakfast with champagne, and by the time they went on at 11.30, uh, the ladies remembered that they were all cross-eyed drunk. (laughs) But remember, these guys are all, like, in their early 20s, too, you know? So you're, it wasn't always just a party of fun. One of them... um, uh, what is her name? Caffey is her last name. Charlotte Caffey. She developed a full-blown heroin addict and hid it from the other ladies. She bought a house, you know, like uh, in the Hollywood Hills, and no one really came over, and no one knew that she had this full-blown heroin addiction. And so anyway, I guess Charlotte was so out of control that Ozzy Osbourne threw her out of his dressing room. No, that's that's something. Oh right? boy, that's pretty that's bad. That's something. <laughs> so, um, and but yeah, uh, you know, uh, Jane Whedon wrote, you know, our lips are sealed, and a lot of the songs on that first album. But if you're a Go Go fan, um, I guess this is going to be a must see. And if you have Showtime, and if you don't know have Showtime, maybe you can find someone. Right, who, it, Lori. It's kind of interesting because I went and looked up Saturday Night Live 1981. Mm-hmm. You know their episode, and it says. Um, an underwhelming performance with nothing in the way of intensity or expressiveness to offset the flimsy amateurish musicianship and singing. It came off as a bad talent show spot. Well, they were wasted. Cross-eyed wow. drunk. Cross-eyed drunk. And anyway, the group reunited in 1990 with occasional hiccups, irreconcilable differences, lawsuits, a Broadway flop, and they have toured. I saw them at the Taste of Minnesota. Yes, you did. When it was still at the Capitol Fair, the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And so that you was... You saw many, many icons there, including David Cassidy. That was down know. at the Mississippi when they moved it down to Harriet <laughs> Island. I followed that Taste of Minnesota and wherever it went. Listen, yeah, the good shows the, at there the were Way back in the shows. day. Oh, gosh. But it was so disappointing uh, because I loved that band. I never got to see them because they really didn't. were not together that long. Right. I mean, they broke up kind of at the... Hide it like the Beatles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and... Um, so I was so excited, and I think I went with Casey's daughter, and we played all the music, and she really liked it, and then we get there, and I mean, Belinda Carlisle had the thinnest, readiest voice. It was not, not good. good live. Isn't that something? Not good live, but you know, they were we were dancing that dance, you know. Yeah. Back at you know, the go-go <laughs> dance. Move, you know what I'm talking about? Move, move your, arm, your arms back, back and forth. forth. Yes. That was very 80s. But it was fun to see the ladies. And the the band sounded good. Her voice was just so thin. Yeah. I don't know if they pump up the jam for her on that. But anyway. Well, I, you think about how in the early... Cocaine was something in, in the, the early 80s. 
people. It was um, like pot. It was. It was. It everywhere. was everywhere, and everybody did it. And everywhere. Nobody thought twice and about you, it. But in the people change. Oh, that's, people that's change, not... and then they go crazy, and then there are. I mean that that isn't a stabilizing drug. No, I mean it was just it's fun. Like the first couple times, you're like, "Wee, this is the greatest! This is so much fun!" But, but oh my gosh, but, you're never. You're so depressed. You're so. It's that's not a good it, one. No, it isn't. It, and I hear that's making a way back around. I've heard. In the younger something, I don't think it's ever gone away. I think yeah, it has always been something people so go, oh, big. we're going to Vegas, or we've got some fun thing really? happening. Well, we're just out of it, obviously. Well, but I mean, I, it was such an overwhelming big deal. It was back in the early eighties, unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, so this was kind. Of, this was very sad. I don't know what, what, what he died of, but the uh, Alan Parker, the British director, died at the age of seventy six. And my gosh, did he have a movie career? I guess he had a long illness, but. Midnight Express, The oh. Commitment. Okay, let's just talk about that movie. Midnight How Express? That movie was everything. That's right, the guy, the real life story. The real life story. Heroin. H- hash. Hash. It was hash. Yeah. And I went and pre- oh gosh. Um, the Commitments, Mississippi Burning, for which Frances McDormand won her first Oscar, Bugsy Fame. Malone. Fame. He directed Madonna in Evita, but he's been forgiven in that because Antonio was wonderful. <laughs> Birdie, which was a big movie with Nicolas Cage in the 80s. Yes. Aww. He was nominated for two Oscars and three Golden Globes. He hasn't made a movie since 2003, but he would be at the top yeah, he would. of all directors' lists. And so that's he kind of He had a amazing. lengthy illness. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he died after a lengthy illness. So, all right. So that happened. Yes. Yes. And uh, what else happened? Um, Andre Bell says plans to take the Chateau Marmont private, and he's got Hollywood oh. and all of his staff absolutely furious. Oh no! Yeah. So just make it condos. Well, he, or it's make a it private be a club, club thing, like Soho Club or something. Yeah, it's a private club That's... because the hotel said it will only rehire their workers based on need. But Andre told the Wall Street Journal that he's not going to rehire any of them because he wants different skill sets for his private membership customers. I think that that might be union there at Chateau Marmont. Right. So mm-hmm. they're trying to break the union. Yeah, that's and basically the skill set it. is going to be massage therapist from that, here on out. That's right. We're breaking your union now. Oh. So we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, we'll be back. Oh, by the way, New York housewives, you have a problem. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.